This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks. Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu. Shoutcast streaming provided by Versus the World Productions, www.vtwproductions.com. Hello, this is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. Saving me, I, they were gonna make me make no, animal I'm like, noises. Oh, I'm like, we're trying to find in the book. We're like, what's his panel on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, he seems like he knows a lot about the con. <laughs> so hi, I'm Claire. Hi, I'm Owen. Miss Kramer, Claire. Uh, you can call me Claire. Awesome. Hi, Owen. Um, do you need me to introduce you? Do you guys know who she um, is? She, I think that they're cool. I'm Claire. <laughs> I, first off, I'd like to apologize to the, the, the event getting added late that there the, the one signs up for anything, but I, I do appreciate all of you guys coming to, to see Oh my her. gosh, and so do I. Thank you. Thank you. Because I know it really should be cocktail hour, so the fact that you're here means extra more to me. Who's going to the nerd ball tonight? Or the nerd prom? Prom. Or what is it? <laughs> Okay, well, ball prom. Is it so wrong that I interchanged those two words? You no. gonna come? You gonna come hang out with us? Um, I may. I have re- uh, reservations at Chino Bandito or something. Yeah, like this place time. is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right. Good. Yeah, it's uh, so, the, the fusion place. Yeah. Yeah. I, my friend um, twittered me that it was a must, and she's a foodie. So I. The what is it? Ooh. Okay. Good. Duly noted. I will try and report tomorrow. <laughs> that and the other thing that I always tell people who are from out of town for local cuisine is, uh, I don't know if they were on. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's like very late. I'm like, why um, I, okay. Is uh, Los Dos Molinos, which is the, the local family-owned chain that's really, really good Southwest Mexican food. Oh, okay. Understand. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I do like hot. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they put a little spicy pepper next to hot oh. dishes, and it's it's like literally ninety percent of the menu has the pepper next to it. Ooh, so if the pepper comes out. I've been forewarned. <laughs> if I go, I, yeah, I, I wish I could eat my way through the whole weekend. I love, I love trying new food. So, yes. so how are you liking Phoenix so far? Uh, it's great. I flew in this morning. I got in at like seven a.m. So it's been, you know, quick so far. But uh, <laughs> the inside of the convention center is beautiful <laughs> and cold. I might add. We're just Shocking, about how shockingly cold, yeah. <laughs> and I do believe there's like a vent like directly above my table that's <laughs> blowing on me. Not here, but at yeah. my table downstairs. So yeah, no, but it's wonderful. I can't wait to go out tonight. So I'll have more to report tomorrow on Phoenix. Nice. Yeah. Um, what are you working on now? 
I know I know a lot of these guys know you from your work on Buffy, but you know. I have a movie that actually came out in the theaters last year on a limited release that just went into Blockbuster and Redbox like this past weekend called Endure. It's a kidnapping movie. I play totally the opposite of Glory. I'm a victim and like tortured and whatever. And the whole movie is spent with like these people trying to track me down and rescue me from being kidnapped. So it's kind of interesting, different type of role. Um, I have a project coming out in the fall called The Dead Ones, which is uh, kind of like a sixth sense sensibility. It's the same director who I did The Thirst with, Jeremy Kasten, who anybody who's like a horror fan, he's really cool. Love nice. him. Um, and then I have a web series called Goodnight Burbank that's on Hulu right now. Oh, really cool. And a couple other projects. If any of you guys follow me on Twitter, I have a couple other things that are going to be announced in the next, like, two or three weeks. But the contracts are all, like, not final yet, so I can't. <laughs> Seems like it's been kind of a week for that. Like, oh everybody God. I talked to has, like, got, like, 70 projects that they're not allowed to Yeah, they're like, I have this great billion-dollar project that I can't reveal anything about. <laughs> awesome. It's not really true, but. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about or we want to take some questions? Or? Um, I'm open to questions. Whatever you guys want to ask, awesome. Kick us off. Uh, what role have I had the most fun playing? Um, well, it's kind of like a two-part question. The project that I probably had the most fun working on was a movie called Bring It On. It was a cheerleading movie. <laughs> we, yeah. kind of love that movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we shot for, let me just paint a picture here. Okay, we were all in our you know, late teens, early 20s. We shot for five months in San Diego. We all lived in a hotel together with no adult supervision. <laughs> so, so it was a really good time shooting that movie. I want to see movie. that movie. Yeah, see, yeah, that was, that's a separate movie, so, you know, in and of itself. But that was a really fun movie to work on. As far as characters, um, I really have um, an, a passion and, like, an affiliation for all the characters I've worked on. It's really hard to single out one that was more fun than another. I tend to only take roles I'm passionate about, and I don't mind not taking roles if I'm not passionate about them. So each character I've played, I really, really love, you know? So it's kind of hard to pick. Of course, you guys all being Buffy fans, or maybe most of you, I absolutely love Glory. I mean, everyone always says, oh, she was so evil. I'm like, no, she wasn't. <laughs> she, got some, she got some of the best lines on that show, yeah, too. Yeah, she just wanted what she wanted, and you know? <laughs> so I don't know if that gives you an answer, but yeah. All right, does anyone else have any questions or? Oh, all right. It's like you have an age. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is a huge compliment. So thank you because, you know, of course, I look in the mirror just like everyone else and I'm like, oh, things are changing. <laughs> Why are they changing? But thank you. I appreciate that. And I um, probably would attribute my mental well-being even more than my physical well-being to yoga. And I practice yoga a lot, but it's not just like any type of yoga, whatever. I have a really great teacher. And I think that's the key with any sort of, you know, wellness program is finding someone you can relate to, not necessarily on a spiritual level, because I don't really get into that with yoga. It's more about just a fun person I love hanging out with. And that's what we do for an hour and a half a day, you know, so. So you're not in right, Well, <laughs> I, I neither, you know, confirm nor deny. <laughs> in the back, you had a question? Yeah, just we. 
Um, no, I did not do a lot of things before that. I filmed Bring It On before that, but it didn't actually come out till it was already filming Buffy. I think actually that my the Bring It On release in the theaters coincided with like my first episode of Buffy by like a week or something. It was very like you know at the same time. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean I'm v I'm really grateful to Joss for taking a chance on me. I had virtually no experience when he hired me. Um, literally had never done TV. And Did you get more feedback from your role as Lori or from Bring It On? I got equal. Good. Yeah. Um, but I would say that the fan support has been bigger from Buffy, um, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, both of those roles kind of happened at the same time. And I mean, look, I, the reality of the situation is I'd love to work with Joss again. You know, I feel like he does like have that, you know, Midas touch to a lot of things. And I enjoy working with him as a writer and a director. So who would you be in the Avengers if? I don't know. Who would I be? It's a, it's a <laughs> Any ideas for, for, for a superhero placement? Anybody? Hmm. Mm. That would be good. I'm all, that'd be good. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> hey, looking this natural doesn't come easy, okay? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I know. He's like, can anyone see if Miss Cram... I'm like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> You're so quiet. Well, I, like I said, it looked like you just knew exactly what you were doing up here. And <laughs> well, I've been up in front of a microphone all day. So. Yeah, you just chat, chat, chat. That's a good thing. Yes. Any fun backstage stories? Um, from Buffy? Ooh, fun backstage stories. Well, I, I don't know. I mean... Uh, wait, well... Trust me, <laughs> we won't go down that road. <laughs> but uh, one of the funnier moments that Sarah and I had was when we were filming that scene where the snake, in the like the snake, whatever, what do you call it? Like a, you know, aquarium for snakes? <laughs> What'd you say? Yes, okay, so when we were filming that bit, one of the snakes, which they had real snakes in the cases, escaped and slithered on into the wall, which the set wall is like, if you can just imagine, it's just like maybe six to 12 inches. And it's just like freestanding. Like I would put a wall up right here, just in the middle of a room, you know, to create a set. Well, they're like, okay, girls, um, the snakes escaped. <laughs> and what we just, it's okay. So we're just gonna film over, and we're like, uh, heck no, we're gonna be, we're gonna go stand on our chairs, and we're gonna stay up here till you capture the six foot boa constrictor. That's, that's probably hungry, so. I think as far was, as uh, scary lines when acting, I think the snakes escaped is quite, quite up above. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and the fact that they wanted us to continue to work through it. They were like, it's no big deal. It hasn't eaten in two weeks, but I know you guys are both about 110 pounds, but, it, but it's okay. We're like, F you. So that was kind of a funny story. Um, I don't know. I'll think about if I can think of some more. Yeah, but that one always sticks out in my mind. It was a good bonding moment for us as well. <laughs> Did you, I mean, you, you spent a lot of time working really closely with Sarah on that whole, mm -hmm. like, that back and forth. And, and your, the, the, two, the two of your banter kind of was, was a large part of the focus of that whole season. I mean, what was that? Was it, was a, 
you know, and enjoyable to have that kind of relationship? Did you, did any of the conflicts spill over? I mean, you know, do you guys feel like, you know, it was, it was a, a good experience working together? Well, I loved working with Sarah because let me tell you something. I mean, the show is called Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. So that girl is there every day, is in every scene, has every other line. She never missed a beat. She was super professional. She was on top of every single moment, knew every single, you know, take. She really did not need that much direction. This was season five, keep in mind. She'd been playing the character for four years before. She was so good at what she did that it was just a pleasure to go to work with her. You know, it was almost like working on stage because there were not a lot of takes and adjusting and figuring things out. She knew what she was doing, so she did it, you know? And it was, it was such fun to work with someone on you know who had that caliber of work ethic and talent because it made going to work actually fun and you could actually act and do what you wanted to do instead of you know sometimes you find yourselves when you're acting in a situation where you're having to pull performances out of people or you're having to um, you know continue to repeat certain aspects of a scene over and over and over because you know someone's for some reason not connecting with the material or not understanding what needs to happen in that moment. So that never was an issue with her. So it was really great to work with her. Yeah. I, I, a lot of people ask me, oh, I've heard she has a bad reputation. And I'm like, well, you're, that's absolutely not the experience I had. I loved her. I've spoken with several other people on the show, and they all say pretty much the same thing. You know, like I, I, I talked to, to Marsters last year when he was here, and, uh, you, know, you know, you said fantastic things about that as well. So. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Anybody yes. else? Yes, yes. Okay, stunt doubles. Yes, everyone has stunt doubles. I had one, Sarah had two, everyone else had at least one because the deal is when you're filming, um, when, when people are paying you because of how you look, essentially, and you're playing a character, they can't rescue you getting injured. So there's certain times where you're literally not allowed to do something. So a good example of why is we were filming a fight scene, Sarah and I. It was also in the snake episode. This was like a very traumatic episode for us. Um, and it was like three in the morning and uh, I we were filming part of the fight scene and I was filming, they were filming me and so I was using Sarah's stunt double because she was primarily off camera. Well, I flat out hit her in the middle of the forehead, knocked her unconscious. <laughs> she, she woke up she had this big thing on her. She's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. They're like, oh, my God, you look like a unicorn. <laughs> so, so it swelled up really big. They called her the unicorn for the next couple of weeks. But that's a good example of why, you know, Sarah and I weren't the ones fighting. Because what if I would have hit, I mean, you know, obviously it was completely on But that's, that's why people have stunt doubles. <laughs> because us actors are clumsy. <laughs> No. If, if it was a wide angle, or if you saw actually, you know, Sarah and I with enough distance from us, and we could be far enough apart to quote unquote sell a scene, then it was actually us, you know? But as far as the running stuff, no, that was, <laughs> that was all me. But you should really talk to Julie Benz, because she did a lot of running in heels in No Ordinary Family recently. And she was like, how did you do it? How did you do it? But I'm like, I have no tricks. You just ruin your shins. <laughs> <laughs> There's no trick to the trade with that one. <laughs> Practice, my dear. 
I did. It kind of worked out with my life that when I first came to LA was around the time I did Buffy and Bring It On. And so those two kind of groups are kind of like my groups of friends now, you know. Um, of all the projects I've worked on, those two kind of casts, we all had the strongest connection. And so a lot of Buffy people and Bring It On people are still my friends, yeah. Two connections with Eliza. True, I did True Calling as well with her. Yeah. So True Calling and Bring It On. Well, first we did Bring It On together, and then we did Buffy, and then True Calling. So now I'm waiting for the next project with Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> why, why not do the new um, Buffy I know, right? I just I need to. I just saw that it got picked up a couple weeks ago. So, I actually sent her a little congratulations. Um, I'm sorry, who were you in uh, Did you see the episode that was a beauty pageant episode? It was like the beginning. I think it was the first episode of season two. Or well, there wasn't a whole lot of episodes. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. It was called American Beauty. Yeah. I. I you thought I was like the murderer, and then it turns out I wasn't. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> but I was still bitchy. <laughs> so, anybody have any? Yeah. What level of input do you have on the script as you're acting it out, or they basically tell you to shut up and do what we told you? For, for what project? Um, for Buffy, it was shut up and do what's written because we're like, you know, highly paid. Some of them were Emmy winning writers, not for Buffy, but other things. Um, for, you know, I have found in my experience with film, you have a lot more um, leeway with a character and also with convincing people, no, listen, this isn't how a scene should go. Like I've, I, this, I'm playing this character and there's no um, realism here and what I really feel should happen is this. And then you kind of get them, the writers together and the director and they, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. With TV, there's such high dollar at stake right then. And there's such like, every, every word has been analyzed by a team of writers and it's gone through studios and networks and you know all these different channels just to get like a single page down to you to film that really you're like, if you take out the word who or guests or something, they're like, no, 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 it says, it says this, you know? And you're like, well, that kind of doesn't flow. No, 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 you need to say it. So with, t <laughs> with TV, there's not, in my experience for what I've been on, there has not been very much flexibility. With film, it's much more wide open. It's much more sort of free flowing, creative type process. Yeah. Kind of along the same lines. Yeah. You mentioned that you were really passionate about every role that you took and you didn't, you know, have a problem letting some go. Along those lines, have you ever thought of, like, just pursuing, like, your own projects? And do you have any interest in... I do. I mean, I, I did... Um, I definitely, definitely do. And especially now that I'm a little bit, you know, I've been in the business for a little bit and I'm kind of at a at a stage where now I have two little ones and I'm, you know, wanting every, every moment is valuable, you know, to, to a higher degree even because just because I have limited time in the day. Um, I have been, I directed a project in October that I wrote. Um, I probably won't ever release it. It was a great experience, but it probably, you know, that's probably what I'll keep it as. 
I have another project that I'm set to direct this fall. So I'm kind of moving in that direction. I'm not really committing to like moving in that direction, but I find myself really being drawn to having my thumbprint as a director on the entirety of a script and having the artistic sensibility to control all those elements, whereas an actor, I only have control over my own performance. And a lot of times, you know, parlaying on your question, as an actor, I'll watch a scene that's been cut together by an editor, and I'm like, why did they use those different takes of me? They don't make any sense. Like, I wasn't on the same emotional wavelength. But, you know, that's just a very subjective, you know, view. So, I don't know. I've, I have found myself moving in the directing direction and also in the um, writing sort of direction. So, anybody who has any tips for me, I'm open. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm soliciting tips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you well, I've always been a bit of a workhorse. Um, I've owned restaurants and bars in Los Angeles for a long time. If um, I think it was the brown coats who came, we had an event at one of my Mexican places a couple years ago. Um, my husband's a movie producer, and we've been married like six years now. And you know, I'm whoring my kids out in commercials. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> But uh, no, um, you know, I'm a hard worker, so I make things that are important to me. I make happen. I don't, I don't find fulfillment. I find fulfillment by acting. And, and I really am passionate. I went to school. I studied the art of acting. I love, you know, the history of acting from Stanislavski, Strasberg, Stella Adler, Meisner. I'm really passionate about all that stuff. So to me, there's no joy in doing a Bengay commercial. <laughs> you know, I, I just have never, I, I, not that I'm against it. I am totally open to it. I've never had a commercial agent. I've never gone down that path. So I don't even know if, probably no one would hire me. I don't think I'd be a very good spokesperson for stuff. But, you know, I'm open to anything. But it's just, you know, I've just been lucky. I've been able to, to facilitate projects through different venues, I guess. Yeah. No, I definitely, definitely miss theater. I went to New York, like... Two years ago, and I don't know if you guys know the director, Austin Pendleton, we did, um, we were getting this Michael Weller play, Loose Ends, up on its feet. Um, it was Christian Campbell, Nev Campbell's brother, and myself, and then, the, and then Austin and a producer, this guy Steven, and we did a staged reading, and it was like the most amazing check back into theater I'd had in a while. Um, I just haven't, you know, in L.A., it's just hard. And aside from that, like I said, I have an 18-month-old and a 3-year-old. So I'm, like, super... I haven't had that time to go out and rehearse something and get it up on its feet. Yeah. So how hard is it to transition from theater to television? Um, in terms of acting style, there is a difference, um, especially if you're used to performing on Broadway and then you come into film where things are much closer, you know? Um, but I, I think that once you understand the, the logistics of filming and how that all affects the performance, I really don't think that that big of a deal, you know? I, I think 
you know, I think it can be done with a lot of ease. Yeah. Well, other than my fusion experience of dining tonight, <laughs> I don't really, I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't really have any plans. Is there anything I should do? What should I hit while I'm here? Well, you should totally stop by the prom tonight. Okay. It, it, and the prom's at the, at the Hyatt? Yeah, it's in the big ballroom. Like, like what, you, what does everyone wear to the It's kind of a strange mix of, like, just people in their regular con clothes that didn't pack any fancy clothes to people in, like, ridiculous like dance themed cosplay costumes okay. to just, just people in like tuxes and actual nice dresses. So okay. you, you really can go with pretty much anything. I mean like the, it's an all play. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Last year we had uh we had Will and Felicia there. Okay. And uh you know Felicia's did a, a rendition of Date My Avatar and had a bunch of dancing codexes with her and it it, it it's, it's yeah, it's a really good time. Okay, awesome. Cool. Um well, I think that how long are you here tomorrow? Um, I really don't know. I'm, I'll come over here when everyone else does, around whatever time people come on a Sunday. What time is that? 10.30? when all the panels start. Um, okay. It's at about 9. Exhibitor hall opens at 10. I so. don't think I'll be here at 9. No. <laughs> I don't think anyone else will either. Uh, I will be. <laughs> okay. Well, see, you like it up here, yeah, though. We found that out, didn't we? <laughs> what did you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally I could, yeah, I should I should come up with a question or two. <laughs> Just sit in the audience. <laughs> For Nicholas. Yeah. Another one. Another one. Did you have Did you have one final well, question? I think I we have. Ask. I, I said I thought you were on the schedule with Nicholas for some reason. I don't know. I, I thought, but maybe not. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you who you are, Nicholas? <laughs> Remember that time you stole that sandwich right now? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, what? Okay. Okay, cool. Yes, I think... How well do you think you would have done on um, the, the musical number? I would have been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you ask that question? <laughs> no, really, I would have been. <laughs> All right, I think we have like one, two more questions, and then yeah, probably have to wrap it up. If anybody um, has any lingering, pressing, yes. I really gravitate towards adaptations of nonfiction works. Like I, I, you know, I'm wide open from, you know, biographical to, you know, like based on this true story or that true story. I, I definitely like to creatively free flow, but I think I'm better at that writing in pro, in, you know, pro sense, not so much in a script sense like with the scripts I kind of like to have my storyline outlined it's kind of like cheating but <laughs> but I, I really like to adapt works for that so I have a couple projects that um, one I've been working really hard on for like four years which is it, it was almost sold like twice and it, it's just it's an amazing amazing uh, biographical story which hopefully I'll be able to announce at some point soon, but I don't know. You know, it's the type of project that may take a long time. It's a notorious criminal, based on um, a book about a notorious criminal. So, you know. Can I on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> check Twitter in five years for an update on that. <laughs> All my other little love stories; those will be happening soon. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I am on Facebook. There is um, f this really nice gentleman started a Claire Kramer uh, fan page. And I go on there and update, try to at least once a day, maybe every day or two to comment. But my Twitter feed is directed to that, which is kind of nice because then people can, you know, I find myself on Facebook constantly. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I'm addicted. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, there's a Claire Kramer fan page on there, which has a really cool, if you go to it, the opening like thing is this really cool glory sketch that this guy did. It's amazing. You should totally check it out. I'm like, I wish I looked that good because it looks like <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Anybody else? We have time for maybe one more question. All right. From the trio of ladies. Yes. <laughs> Um, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think, right, well, those type of, some, well, those, those type of characteristics we all understand, you know, suspension and disbelief, but <laughs> I think people tend to be, myself included, a little, in a way, a little bit closer to their characters than they want to admit. Like, I just read a script that my friend wrote, and he is super talented, awesome actor. You guys would know him if I said him, but I won't because this is embarrassing. And he, he wrote the script, and he gave it to me to read, and I'm like, it's awesome. He obviously wrote the guy for himself. Like, this is, like, so him. And so we had lunch to talk about it, and I'm like, so obviously, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, he's supposed to be, like, you know, this really evil person and he's he's really diabolical and he he's very egotistical and narcissistic and I'm like thinking oh my god you're that's those adjectives don't describe you but you wrote yourself you realize that right <laughs> so he had this completely you know warped view of what he wrote which is obviously exactly himself so I think as artists we all tailor you know it's what makes us unique you know you want to you know like with Meryl Streep, you want to get rid of all your own characteristics for each role, but the seed and the nugget of who you create is you, you know. And on that note, I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Uh, Thank you, guys. Claire will be, will be appearing at random undisclosed. Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio.